0: Welcome back to the Potentially Podcast. We are co-hosts, Lindsay and Isabel. We are so excited to be rolling into a new episode. Today, we are going to talk a little bit about kind of the difference between having somebody be controlling in a relationship versus having somebody who has high expectations for you in a relationship and where is that line how do you know when somebody has crossed that line and how to make sure that you're not crossing your line that line yourself
1: i think this can be a really hard topic because in some cases it is so obvious when somebody is being too controlling but in other cases You really have to look at yourself and think, maybe the person i'm with just finds this to be a little bit too much for them because it can mean different things to different people.
0: Yeah, i definitely think it is subjective to a certain degree. So there are certain cases, right, where the person is being controlling and you can you can recognize it. You can see that they're not allowing another person to make any decisions about their life. Everything they says is what happens, and that's obviously not healthy and it's not the type of relationship you want for yourself or for someone love, but it gets a little bit more confusing, I think, when it's a less obvious case and it can be a bit more subjective. So we were going to kind of talk about that today and tell you our thoughts of when it's somebody being controlling and somebody that just has a certain idea in their head of what they expect from someone else. And, you know, the first idea that we thought of for an example had to do with your significant other going and hanging out with their friends
1: this is one that a lot of people struggle with especially at the beginning of relationships i think because you want to be with that person spend a lot of time with them and then when they want to go hang out with their friends maybe some people get a little upset about that i usually don't nick is a very social person and I'm understanding of that but when we were long distance and um he was over in Japan and I was here when he went out with his friends every day obviously because that's the only people he has sometimes I would find myself getting frustrated about it and wanting to be like can you just stay in one night maybe and talk to me on the phone a little bit more or something but Having that time with friends is so important to him that I could never take that away from him. Even if I wanted to, Nick would not let me control him like that. So I think it's really bad if you try to. Yeah, I think this one is that subjective case that we're talking
0: about because everybody has a different need for how much time they want to spend with the other person. But knowing that, there are still some clear... Like, you are are in a relationship with a controlling person. So, if the person never lets you go hang out with your friends, that's not good. And if the person doesn't want you to hang out with your friends without them ever that's not good. So let's say they let you go hang out with your friends all the time, but they have to be there. I would say that that is a pretty controlling aspect because it's usually like to make sure you're not doing anything wrong and they're watching you and they don't trust you to be somewhere in a social setting without them. And all of those factors are extremely controlling and it was something that Jacob and I never did to each other. I mean, growing up in high school, we had the same friends, so it wasn't a problem, but as we moved on to college and we had separate friend groups, that was never something that was really problematic for us.
1: Us either, really, but where we are at now, me and Nick actually hang out with a lot of the same people most of the time, but he still gets the chance to go hang out with some of the people we are friends with on his own. And I try to do sometimes on my own. Nick actually has to push me to go hang out with people by myself because I'm someone who's not that social and I like to have him there with me. But Well, you're pretty introverted. Yeah, it's, it's hard for me to talk to somebody for extended periods of time (laughs) usually nick kind of is the buffer for me and has the conversation starters so (laughs) which is ironic
0: considering you're on a podcast yeah true but you know this was to get me out of my comfort zone (laughs) this was to get you out of your comfort zone i really enjoy spending time with friends once i make the friends i like struggle making new friends because i'm kind of a little bit in my own world but once i make the friend i'm I'm really social and i like to spend time with them and go hang out their house or have them over whatever it is and jacob and i are both like that and of course we have friends that we hang out together there's nothing wrong with hanging out with friends together i didn't mean it like that i just meant if they're having a guy night or whatever you're having a girl night and you're never allowed to do that i think that's when it crosses into controlling
1: i agree with that it can be a bit much i have seen people who refuse to let their spouse go out at all and then that person loses friendships and they're going to end up resenting you for that in the future and maybe in that moment they think it's fine I'll just do this to appease my spouse and make them feel better about our relationship but in the end you can't take away all of their friends you just can't. Right. And so what
0: what I think would be more towards the having expectations end is, okay. you're married and you expect a certain amount of nights every week for your husband or your wife to be home with you. Taking care of the kids or spending quality time with you or going on a date night or getting stuff done around the house or whatever it is because you have certain things that you need to get done in life and, you know, that's how it is. So if they are neglecting all of those things to constantly hang out with their friends every weeknight and they're not really growing up, they're kind of stuck in that mentality of needing to see their friends every single day. I think at that point, that's a that's a different conversation when you want to bring that up to them. That is, you're not meeting my expectations of what I expect in a husband and what I need in a husband or a wife, whatever the case is.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point because it can also be an issue if the person you're with is saying that you're being too controlling all the time when really you just want more from them. So maybe that's not the person for you, but maybe if you guys work on yourselves, the one person stops being as controlling and the other person understands where they're coming from with their expectations, you can kind of get to that happy medium point, but it can be really hard to get there if you don't look at yourself personally and see where you're being a little bit too controlling.
0: I think you bring up a really good point, though, about how sometimes having high expectations within your relationship is seen as controlling. And I think that's why it's so, so, so important to have these open conversations before you get married about what you expect. Because like we said, it's subjective. Different people expect different things. There are some people who are extremely extroverted, and they don't want to spend any time at home, and they want to go out with their friends just as much as you're going out with your friends, and seeing you two nights a week is perfectly acceptable to them. And then there are other people who want to spend a lot of time at home. They're homebodies. They like spending time together in the evening, and they expect you to be home five nights a week, and maybe two nights are free to go hang out with your friends or do something by yourself. Or whatever it is. But I think that's why it's so, so important to have this conversation before you ever get engaged, before you get married, is you set these expectations for what you want in a marriage and what you're looking for in a marriage. And then when they fall short or when you fall short, you can have an honest conversation without them jumping down your throat and saying, No, you're just trying to control my life. And, you know, you can kind of bring up to them, No, I told you that this is kind of what I was looking for. And you're not meeting that. So is this something that needs to be adjusted because this isn't working for us anymore? Or are you are you just not trying hard enough to kind of meet that goal? Because we all fall short of what we say we're going to do in a relationship. So am I falling short? Are you falling short? Do we re- need to readjust whatever our expectations are? But I think you can kind of start on a more even playing field if you've already talked about this before you ever got engaged.
1: Me and Nick definitely had all those conversations before we even thought about engagement. And even after we were engaged, we still talked about these things and brought it up again and again to make sure we're on the same page. We are trying to do things the way we want together. So I think it's important to set out those expectations, like you say. But I think another problem with the controlling situation is just being controlling over things that don't even matter. Like I know some people who are worried about your phone usage and wanting to check your phone and controlling who you're texting or what you're no, posting that's on social media. Yeah, that's just that's just too crazy to me. There's no trust there at that point. No. If you need to check somebody's phone, you
0: should not be in a relationship with that person. <laughs> like, that's crazy. If you need to have their, you know, access to their phone or whatever like Jacob and I know each other's passcodes. We actually have the same passcode. We know each other's passcodes just, you know, in case somebody needs to use the other person's phone, but we never, like, we never go grab each other's phone and just scroll through it to snoop that's never been something we did. And I think, I think that's on the obvious side of controlling. I I think everyone can kind of agree on that, that that's, that's going too far. I, I think you usually see that with couples who have had cheating in the past, maybe, and now it's become a trust issue and they no longer trust them to go on their phone. But honestly, that's, that's pretty juvenile in the sense that, That's something a parent does to a child, right? You think your child is lying to you about something, so you go check their phone and, you know, you're doing it because you're their parent, you're trying to keep them safe, you're trying to make sure they're following the rules, whatever. It's a definite parent-child relationship or dynamic there and it's not something you need to be bringing into a serious relationship, that's for sure.
1: No, I think I would lose my mind if Nick tried to snoop on my phone every day and talk to me about what I was doing on my phone 24-7. Because, you know, usually I'm just scrolling through some social media anyway doing nothing but it can get frustrating (laughs) i can't even
0: imagine that that would drive me absolutely crazy i would just feel really like you don't you don't trust me what you don't trust me you need to go through my phone why do you need to do that it would it'd be odd it'd be really really odd But then again, if you, for whatever reason, just need to use their phone for a second and they start getting cagey about it, I mean, that's not good either. Like if you have somebody in the relationship who is like, don't ever touch my phone, you're not allowed to touch my phone, no matter what, I would question that as well.
1: Yeah, that's a bit much because that would make me think they're hiding something, to be honest. It seems a little sketch, but I mean, if you can deal with that. I guess. That's okay.
0: (laughs) I mean, to each their own. Everyone (laughs) likes different things, but we're just speaking from our personal preference. And when you go to have those conversations where you're trying to set up expectations, I don't think you need to put, like, hard rules on it. Um, I don't think you need to say, I demand that you are home four nights a week and you are allowed to leave three nights a week. I don't think you need to do that. I, I just think you need to talk in broader terms about what's expected for the husband slash dad and what's expected for the wife slash mom and who's going to be taking care of what and who's doing what and making sure it's going to plan and you know you expect a date night a week and whatever it might be so I don't think you need to set these like weird weird rules of like I expect to see you 129 hours this week and like nothing crazy like that that's not what I mean when I say have a conversation about it It's just, it's more general of kind of how you see your life going, your day-to-day life going.
1: Yeah, one of the things that me and Nick have to have continuous conversations about is um, video games. Oh my god, don't (laughs) even get me started on the video games. Yeah, which I knew Nick was a big gamer uh, the whole time we were dating, and it doesn't really bother me because I'll just go do my own thing, but we do have to continue to have conversations about it somewhat frequently just because sometimes he gets a little bit out of control I'm like I feel like you haven't been giving me the attention I want lately and he usually fixes that quickly so I don't think in that sense I'm controlling that but I do like to spend a little more time with him than he realizes sometimes because he gets so enveloped in like the gaming but I mean I wouldn't say limiting somebody to like oh you get an hour of video games a week that that's like controlling that's a bit much but just having a conversation with them each time it's not really what you wanted is okay
0: yeah the video games honestly jacob and i don't have that one figured out we (laughs) i get annoyed with him all the time with the video games he plays them like quite a bit in my opinion but I also try to remind myself that I do things that take up that much time as well like if I'm reading or watching YouTube for a while it's all personal time that I'm doing things by myself and it's longer than he might play video games for I guess it's just hard for me to understand because I can't play video games for that long (laughs) like there's no way that I can sit down and play video games for four hours so I just don't understand it so I try to remind myself of it if I'm being a bit too cranky about it and then I try to remind him sometimes if okay i don't think i'm going overboard anymore i think you need to step away from the video games because we haven't talked in like five hours and i'm bored (laughs) then i i think we we honestly i don't have an answer for that one so if any of the any of our listeners out there have an answer of how to deal with video games let me know because yeah we kind of just argue about it a lot about (laughs) if he's playing video games or not
1: yeah it's a hard one me and i don't really argue about it i just sometimes tell him um, I'd like you to come to bed now because for some reason, apparently video games are like a nighttime affair. Everyone's on there at night and we want to stay up to like three in the morning playing video games. And I'm just like sleeping by myself, which I don't really like to do. So if Nick does that too much, then we definitely have a talk about it. But if he's just playing for a lot of hours throughout the day, I'm just like, whatever. Because I knew going in Nick plays for hours on end. He loves it <laughs> so much. It's it's obnoxious to me because i'm i'm just not into video games but i gotta let it go
0: (laughs) well and i try to remind myself too that jacob doesn't live near his um group of friends anymore so he has this really good solid group of friends and they're all great guys and everything and that's pretty much his hangout time with them is when he's playing the video games because they play online together so if i do get a little bit annoyed i just try to remind myself that basically it's like he's hanging out with his friends like they went out for um the evening or something like that they just can't do that since we don't live near them anymore and so i i try to remind myself of that and yeah they kind of have to play in the evening because obviously that's when they get off work so
1: yeah the evening not three in the morning though that's a bit yeah. excessive
0: <laughs> yeah jacob and his friends aren't that bad they don't usually do three in the morning it's usually like it's usually around 10 or 11 i think and then on the weekends occasionally they've done like a one in the morning type thing i don't think they've ever done till three in the morning
1: (laughs) yeah nick is crazy (laughs) he thinks that he can just like go off of zero sleep and be fine so i don't know yeah
0: no that's crazy that's absolutely (laughs) crazy (laughs) three in the morning is so long i can't believe he's not like cross-eyed by the time he's done with it i
1: don't know takes a special type of person
0: (laughs) But that's the, that's the hard part, though, with all of this being really subjective, is that's why it's so important to find the right person and have all of these serious conversations before you decide to get married. Because if there are certain things that you're just not going to budge on, you need to be with a person that can handle whatever it is you're not willing to compromise on. And, you know, as you get older, you're more willing to compromise, I think, just because you know, you've been with somebody longer, and you realize maybe you were being a bit stubborn about something, but in general, that's why I think it's so, so, so important to just have these discussions, because you just want to find that right person before you say, I do, because as you guys know on here, we take that very seriously, and to us, that means until you die. Like, there's very few reasons, valid reasons, to get a divorce, in my opinion. People get divorces all the time, and, you know, it's It's not generally good for the person involved, for the family involved. It hurts everybody's feelings. It hurts everybody's hearts. It's always messy. It's not fun. So if you can avoid all of that, all of that hurt and anger and frustration, if you can avoid all of that, you should. And I think one of the best ways to avoid all of that is just by talking open and honestly and often and be willing to sit down and listen to the other person and understand that even if you don't understand where they're coming from, You're hoping that they're coming at it from a good place, you're coming at it from a good place, and you're trying to find a workable solution. You're not just coming at it to get your way all the time. And I think that's a little bit the difference between controlling and having expectations within the relationship is, are you trying to control every aspect, every outcome, every solution? Or are you guys compromising and finding something that works for both of you and makes both of you happy?
1: That's one of the hardest parts because when I was younger, I definitely just wanted to be winning in every discussion and situation. And I wasn't always worried about what that other person was feeling or thinking. So hopefully through some conversation and some time, you'll be able to really compromise with each other. And if not, that person probably isn't for you if they're not willing to budge at all on any of their opinions. That's just too much.
0: And I think another thing you can do to try to see if you find it, if you find yourself being maybe a little bit too controlling is just turn it back on yourself and ask yourself like if you would be okay if your husband was putting those expectations on you, those controlling behaviors on you, would that be something you'd be willing to deal with? Or is that something you're not willing to deal with? Because if you're not willing to deal with it, why should the other person have to deal with it? And usually if you're being honest with yourself, you can figure that out. You have to be honest with yourself you can't lie to yourself and say that oh yeah i would totally be fine if they told me exactly where to be when where and you know the whole deal no you have to be honest with yourself so if you can honestly say yeah i would be fine if my husband expected me to cook three nights a week and i'm all i'm asking him to do is cook three nights a week if you can tell yourself that honestly i think you're gonna come to some better understandings of what you're doing within the relationship
1: I think that's a really good advice. I should have heard that when I was younger. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the funny thing is, though, is you are it's not good advice until you're willing to hear the good advice. Yeah. So people can tell you things over and over again. I'm sure when our parents listen to our podcast, they're like, oh my gosh, we've told these kids this before. Why did it take so long to listen to all of this? And it's just like, you're not ready to take advice until you want to make the change and as corny as that sounds it's really true like you have to you have to decide that you are ready to try to be a better person and once you're ready to do that then you can listen to people's advice
1: true so if you guys have any examples of controlling versus expectations that you thought we didn't cover and you really like you can head over to our instagram or facebook at live potentially and leave us a comment so we can hear your thoughts because that's really important to us and if you have any questions or topics you want covered you can let us know on there as well because it'd be really great to get some questions from you guys that we could answer on our future episodes and you can always find our episodes on our website LivePotentially.com as well we will see you guys on the next one